السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا خيرة الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير المؤمنين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وابن سيد المؤمنين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to episode 19 of Reflections on Ziyarat Ashura brought to you by Mizan Institute. Laqad azuma musabi bik fa'as'alullah alladhi akrama maqamaka wa akramani bik. So in the uh, previous episode we talked about bi'abi anta wa ummi may my mother and father be your sacrifice. So when you say that you continue by saying laqad azuma musabi bik verily the tragedy upon you is great upon, for me. And so, as a result of this tragedy being great for me, So I ask Allah, because it's such a great tragedy, I'm asking for something from Allah, the one who honored your rank, honored you, and honored me through you. So we want to make a dua here. And so... This is just getting us ready for the dua that we're going to make that we're not going to cover in this episode, we'll cover in our next one. But the dua that we make are two duas. Uh, one is that I am able to avenge your death and avenge your blood. And the second is that I am Allah makes me wajih in his eyes and noble in his eyes. We'll get to these inshallah later. So that's an overview of these few lines that we have here. But what we want to focus on in this episode is That I ask Allah, the one who honored you, honored your rank, gave you a high rank. So we want to talk about this. How is it? How did Allah give Imam Hussain a high rank? How has he honored him? How has he treated him in a way that he hasn't treated others? So there are three categories of characteristics that Imam Hussain enjoys that um, really sets him apart from everyone else. And then we'll get into some specific um, characteristics that really only he has and bears amongst from all the people. And uh, we'll see how Allah has really honored him um, over the rest of mankind. So the first set of characteristics that the Imam enjoys are those that are common between him and other awliyaullah, other saints of Allah, other chosen ones of Allah, other prophets even, other ibadullahis salihin, righteous servants of God. That Those are things that he also has for sure, we believe. Um, all of the perfections, all of the virtues and merits that they have, we believe that Imam Hussein also has. That's one. Second category is those characteristics that the Imams have over everyone else. Because we have to understand, brothers and sisters, in mainstream Shi'i belief, we believe that the Imams are higher than uh, the Prophets, other than Prophet Muhammad Why do we believe this? Because we believe that Imamah is higher than Nubuwah because of verses of the Qur'an and maybe hadiths that we have. That a person who bears Imamah, can also be a prophet, but when he has imama, he goes even higher. Like in the case of Prophet Ibrahim salam in Surah Baqarah verse 124, it talks about this. That Prophet Ibrahim, he was a prophet, but after passing certain tests, Allah made him an imam. So we believe even with prophets, their imama 
is higher than their nubuwa, their prophethood. And so, if there are other individuals who don't happen to be prophets, but they are imams, and the imamah they have is a continuation of the imam that the Holy Prophet had, then they will be higher than those prophets. So, what I'm trying to say here is the second category of characteristics that the imam enjoys, Imam Hussein enjoys, over the rest of mankind is those characteristics of imamah that he has. Not just the fact that he's a righteous servant of God, he is um, up to par with other prophets, other awliyaullah, other saints, other chosen ones. No, no, we're talking about the imams now. That which imams enjoy over others, including prophets, that makes them higher than the prophets before them. The fact that they are the bearers of the torch of the Holy Prophet after him. They are his successors. They are his real khulafa. All of these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored Imam Hussein with. And so Imam Hussein is way up there on the list of the highest people that Allah has created. Next to Imam al-Hassan next to Fatima al-Zahra, next to Ali ibn Abi Talib, next to the Holy Prophet all the way at the top. He's one of the Ashabul Kisa, one of the five chosen ones of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, we do believe, based on our hadiths especially, that uh, the Holy Prophet is the highest of all of Allah's creation. Imam Ali is, is up there, higher than like Imam Hassan, Imam Hussain. But at the end of the day, all of these five are above the rest of Allah's creation, we believe, as Shia. That's the second category of um, characteristics that Imam Hussein has that sets him apart from the rest of mankind. Um, the fact that he's one of the Imams and the Imams enjoy certain characteristics. Now, the third category is that that has to do with the merits of Imam Hussein himself over all the other Imams even. Doesn't make him necessarily higher than Ali ibn Abi Talib but there are some things that only Imam Hussein has according to our hadiths. No other Imam has uh, what he has in this regard. And this will also fall under that category of things that Allah has honored Imam Hussein with, that third category. And this is where those specific things that I spoke about in the beginning that I mentioned come into the picture. So for example, Allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala al-a'immata min dhurriyatihi. Number one, the fact that Imam Hussein, the ensuing Imams after him, they are all from his progeny. Imam al-Hasan alayhi salam, there were no Imams after him from his descendants. But from Imam Hussein came the rest of the Imams. So this itself is something that Allah has honored Imam Hussein with, number one. Number two, shifa'u fi turbatihi, That shifa, a cure, has been placed in the dust and sand, the dirt that comes from his grave, from his turba. The turba of Imam Hussain is something very, very special. So I'm going to share with you a few hadiths here um, in regards to the turba of Imam Hussain It says, for example, we have hadith. It says, أَكْلُ الطِّينَ حَرَامٌ مِثْلُ الْمَيْتَ وَالدَّامُ وَلَحْمَ الْخِنْزِيرِ وَلَحْمِ الْخِنْزِيرِ إِلَّا طِينَ الْحُسَيْنِ That eating dirt is haram. Just like eating a dead corpse or from a dead corpse is haram. Eating from blood or drinking, consuming blood, the uh, swine and, and, and consuming swine, all of these haram, right? And so eating dirt is like it. 
it's like these things that it's haram just like these things are the hadith is saying but there's an exception except for the dust the dirt of Hussein alayhi salam one other version of the hadith says which has to do with around the grave of Imam Hussein so this is a big exception because the hadith was saying that eating uh, dirt is very bad and unacceptable and then all of a sudden it makes an exception for this the dirt from Imam Hussein's grave. Why? You can find a cure from um, many uh, illnesses in the Torah of Imam Hussein. Alright, so that's what the hadith is telling us. Now, there are other hadiths as well in regards to some of the benefits of this soil, of this dirt of Imam Hussein's grave. For example, it says that uh, to place a little bit, of course, when we talk about how, you know, this. This dirt is shifa. It doesn't mean that a person takes a handful of it and you know consumes it. No, a little bit of it for its blessing, that kind of thing. This is what our uh, scholars have told us. So we have in our hadiths also that it is mustahab to make your subha, your tasbih. Yes, those uh, rosary, rosary beads as they call them. To make those from the dirt and soil of Imam Hussein's grave, from his turbah. For example, here we have hadith that Imam Musa ibn Ja'far says that our Shia, there are four things that they have, that they all, that they always need. One of those is a subha min tini qabri abi abdullah. That they, it's a sub, that they have a, they have a subha from the soil of the grave of Abi Abdullah al-Hussein alayhi salam. Mata qallabaha dhakiran. لِلَّهِ كَتَبَ لَهُ or كُتِبَ لَهُ بِكُلِّ حَبَّةٍ أَرْبَعُونَ حَسَنَةٍ وَإِذَا قَلَّبَهَا سَاهِيًا يَعْبَثُ بِهَا كُتِبَ لَهُ عِشْرُونَ حَسَنَةٍ Wow, look at that. It says, if you are holding this uh, subha and you are saying dhikr with it, ذَاكِرًا لِلَّهِ 40 hasanat are going to be written, 40 rewards are going to be written for you for every bead that you are turning as you are saying dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you are just, if you have it in your hand and you're just playing with it even, yes, and you're just going through the beads without saying dhikr, it still will have rewards for you. Kutiba lahu ishrun, but 20, not 40. Look at that. So you do notice this with some of our scholars. They will be holding a dhikr uh, beads and they will sometimes even not be speaking, but they are going through the dhikr beads as they're speaking to you. This itself, according to this hadith, has uh, thawab, has rewards. Another thing that we have about uh, the teen and the soil of the qabr of Hussein alayhi salam, yustahab an yuda' ma'al mayyit wa yukhlat ma'a hunutihi. That when you're burying your dead, so you, put, you place some of that with the uh, deceased in their grave. You mix the hunut, yes, the camphor that you're going to rub on seven parts of their body, the forehead, the the the, hand, the palms of the hands, the toes, the knees, to mix a little bit of Turbatul Hussein in there as well. Right? So that's another one. One of the greatest ones is Yustahabu Sujudu Alayh. It is Mustahab to do, is uh, encouraged to do sajda on the Turba of Imam Hussein, especially in prayer when you're praying, to use Turbatul Hussein alayhi salam. Because as you all probably know, we can use. Anything that grows from the ground that's not wearable or edible, we can use as something that we do sajda on. But what is preferred is for it to be the soil from the grave of Imam Hussein alayhi salam.
السجود على طين قبر الحسين ينور إلى الأرض السابعة. That when you do sajda on the soil of the grave of Imam Hussein, it, light, it lights up things all the way till the seventh earth, the seventh layer of earth, whatever that represents, whatever that means. Okay, and so the hadith goes on. It says, كان, This is Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq alayhi salam. وَمَنْ كَانَ مَعَهُ سُبْحَةٌ مِنْ طِينَ if a person holds or has with them, it says kana ma'ahu. That doesn't even say hold. It has with them a tasbih, a subha made from this turba. They will be recorded as a person who is doing dhikr of Allah and doing tasbih of Allah, even if they weren't actually doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are interesting hadiths. There's a very famous hadith. Um, in regards to doing sajda on the turba of Imam Hussein salam, that says that Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq, he was he's narrated he has been narrated to say in the sujood ala turbati Abi Abdullah alayhi salam yakhruqul hujub as-sab'a performing sajda on turbatul Hussein alayhi salam tears the seven veils what these seven veils are again we'll have to see all in all we know something great something lofty is happening here it's as if uh, there are veils between a person and Allah when they are praying to Allah. But when you do sajda on this turba, it's as if those veils are even removed. Very interesting, very lofty, very valuable really. So here, uh, some of our scholars have explained this, that uh, what is meant by al-hujub al-sab'a, the seven veils, is the seven heavens, for example. Whatever you want to take it as, all we know is that something very great is happening when we are performing Sajda on um, the Turba of Hussein salam. Alright, so going back, well, number one, the fact that the Imams are from are his descendants. Number two, Allah has placed cure, has placed a lot of barakah, blessings in his turba, the soil from his grave. Number three, we have hadiths that say that when you go for the ziyarah, when you go to visit, the grave of Imam Hussein salam, when you pray, when you do dua, when you ask Allah for something um, next to the grave of Imam Hussein, that will be answered insha'Allah. It says here, a person by the name of Shu'aib, he says, Sa'altu al-Imam al-Sadiq. I asked Imam al-Sadiq, Ma ajru wa thawabu man zara qabr al-Husayn What's the reward of the person who visits the grave of Imam Hussein salam? The Imam answers, he says, Qala ya Shu'aib, ما صلى أحد عنده ودعا دعوة إلا استجيبت عاجلة أو آجلة. That there is no one who prays next to Imam Hussein and does du'a and asks Allah for something except that it will be answered and granted. Now عاجلة أو آجلة. There's a difference between these two words. عاجل versus آجل. One starts with an عين one starts with a hamza. One means right away, another one means later on. So you're, it's, a, it's either a short-term investment or a long-term inve investment for you. When you are there to ask Allah for something, either Allah will give it to you right away or will give it to you later. So that's number three, that dua under his dome, next to his grave, is accepted, is answered. Number four, لا تعد أيام زيارته من عمر الزائر That when you go for his ziyara. Of course, you go when you go for ziyara. It takes you a week to go and come back. Two weeks, three weeks, a month to go. Back in the past, it took maybe more even. 
a month, two months, three months to go for ziyarah of Imam Hussain The hadith tell us that a person who goes for ziyarah of Imam Hussain, the days, the time that is spent and it takes for them to go for ziyarah, those days do not count as part of their life. In other words, if you were supposed to live, I don't know, let's say 28,500 days in your life, okay, 28,500 days. If you go to ziyarah, come back, it takes you 100 days, it's not like, okay, now I'm going to live for 28,400 days. That's how much I have left. No. Allah will compensate. He'll add 100 days to your lifespan. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, the hadith, it says, it's saying the same thing that we just talked about. This hadith lists all of all of the above. Plus, it says that the days um, a person has to spend to go for his ziyarah, going and returning, will not count as part of his life. So this, through this, we kind of understand and get an idea when we say, when the Imam dictates to us to say, that we ask Allah who has honored your rank and made you one of the highest of his creation. This is why. These are some of the signs of such. The shafa'a of Imam Hussein itself. Shafa'a is a great rank to have, to be able to do shafa'a for others. One can say one of the examples of a shafa'atul kubra, the greatest shafa'a, is that of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. So these are all, these are all examples of how Allah subhanahu wa taala has honored Imam Hussein alayhi salam. In that famous hadith we read, Imam Sadiq says, uh, someone asked the Imam like, "Hey, we've heard that Imam Hussein is the Ark of Salvation. Aren't all of the Imams arks of salvation?" The Imam says, "Yes." Imam Sadiq says, "Yes, that's right." But the Ark of Imam Hussein is faster, asra. Okay, these are all. These are all ways that Allah has raised the rank of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. Alright, so if this is Imam Hussein, if I, as a Shia of Imam Hussein, am blessed to know and have ma'rifah of such of these ranks of Imam Hussein, of course, through the other Imams who have taught us, if I have this privilege to know who Imam Hussein is, how high Imam Hussein is in Allah's eyes, how high Allah has taken him. And so as a result, I get myself as close as I can to him in my actions, in my life. I get myself close as I can to Imam Hussein salam. Then this means that I've been honored as well. So, وَأَكْرَمَنِي bik. So, let's go back again and wrap this up. فَأَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ الَّذِي I ask Allah, who has given you such a high rank because of all the things that we listed in this episode. And I also ask Allah, the one who honored me. How did he honor me? By allowing me to know you and to know your rank and appreciate your rank so that I can benefit from it. So yes, oh, uh, brothers and sisters, Allah not only has honored the Ahlul Bayt not only has he honored Imam Hussein salam, but he has honored us as well through our ma'rifah of them, through us knowing who they were and us falling in love with them. Think about it, brothers and sisters. What is a life without Imam Hussein salam? والحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.